Hello and welcome to the Football Ramble. It's jammy, but we don't care. Maguire hammers home the winner and North Macedonia are all our second favourite team. It's Thursday, the 1st of April. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Pete Donaldson. It is lovely to have your company this Thursday on the Football Ramble. And we have to start with some breaking news from MSN Sport. (laughs) (laughs) Pundit blasts rumoured Newcastle decision. It's a massive championship contingency plan, says the pundit. The pundit, Pete Donaldson. Yes. What? (laughs) I mean, I am astonished that after 12 years in football broadcasting, the very idea that one of my opinions is worthy of a four kilobyte file on, on, on an internet server somewhere, <laughs> is, is met with such humour oh, and amusement. The best bit is the first paragraph. Pete Donaldson was one of the guests on the latest <laughs> episode of the Football Ramble Good. podcast. Uh, look, I'm, I'm honoured to be here. I just hope, I, hope I, I, I hope to return sometime uh, if you'd have me back. So, yeah, uh, thank you too. It's, I think his name is Kaus. Yeah. Uh, the bloke who wrote uh, the, the bloke of possibly lady who wrote uh, the piece. So well done. Uh, I, I and, think um, with such incendiary opinions, <laughs> I think there's no doubt you're coming back I'm on a, a regular basis. I'm a firebrand. I'm I'm thinking out the box. I am a disruptor of the football media landscape. All right. What what were the verbs used, Jules? Did uh, Donaldson rage? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There are there's a lot of verbs in here. There's mm. a lot of superlatives. And and I was waiting for the point in the article where it was. Just an April Fool's that you're actually yeah it was actually it was actually, it was actually put in uh, the last day of March so we're <laughs> fine we're covered we're straight away oh Pete there you go you've made the news what I know. a time to be alive slagging off Let's, Steve um... Bruce as as I always knew I would be. Let's just be careful what we say around him today then, Andy, because he's now a respected pundit. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. This is uh, when I used to work on a radio station on The Breakfast Show that was listened to by one of the... the th- no, you remember the 3AM girls in The Sun? Not them. There was like a B-Jams, pound stretch version of that in The, the Daily Star. Uh, and, a, 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 and a lovely uh, woman, weirdly, who has the same name as Charlie, who works on this show. Um, uh, full, na- full name. name. Full name. Charlie Italian Morgan. Name. Yeah, it's incredible. It. Charlie Morgan. Uh, which is meant I've rang her on occasion by accident. <laughs> Charlie, can you saw the uh, cameras out? What? I've not spoken to you in 12 years. Um, yeah, she put me in the spotted uh, box on the 3am star girls uh, kind of thing. Spotted in Leicester Square walking around with a baldy head. Spotted for what? Just, just walking around, just being you. Like, as if I'm a celebrity. Oh, is, it, is it a bit like that time that Sean St. Ledger walked out of that club in NYC at exactly the same time as Taylor Swift? Yes. <laughs> and all his mates started, Yes, please. Oh, 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 <laughs> at least you didn't get a circle of shame or something, you know. Yes. They circle a bad thing that you've, you know, sweat We in, in front of an or... ATM or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Vis- visible panty line. <laughs> <laughs> that would never happen. Never. Because <laughs> I don't wear them. I just I burn my trousers every evening. <laughs> I buy them in bulk like Prince Charles and his socks. Commando Pete. <laughs> oh god. Uh, let's talk about the football from last night then. England beating Poland 2-1 was it a bit jammy? Was it was it a little bit jammy? I, th- I think England deserved to win it on the overall of the, the the game. I think what was the most concerning thing is we've seen this a lot from England before and we talked about it on the um the the live watch along on Patreon last night that me and Marcus did. Thanks for joining us, patrons. And if you didn't join us, well, maybe join us next time. Yeah. yeah. Um, that 
England have this thing and have had this thing for a very long time, going back pre-Southgate, um, going back even pre-Allardyce, dare mm-hmm. I say, mm-hmm. in, 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 into Hodgson, where they can be fantastic for an hour. And then if they've not got the result they need, they just run out of ideas. Mm. Yeah. And at that point, it did feel like that the only way a goal was going to come was from a set piece. Now, you know, they negotiated the set piece situation very well and you two centre-halves combining like that's fantastic. But it did feel that England had reached a bit of a dead end in a game that they should have had wrapped up in the first hour to mm. me. Yeah, no. No, yeah, I agree completely. But still, the finish from Maguire. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, what on earth? And Stones does very well because obviously all, all the big news and all the kind of headlines are all about the mistake he made for, mm. for Poland's goal. But for him to kind of redeem himself with putting the ball in just the perfect spot for someone to finish it and having Harry Maguire there just to... Hit absolutely home like that. He absolutely smashed it. It was an he? enjoyable, and and you Far don't get enough enjoyable. of those moments with England because this is what you get with South South Southgate sides. Eighty percent of the sides you face are probably you're probably going to beat quite handsomely. Yeah. Every now and again you'll beat Belgium. <laughs> you'll get a Belgium result. Yeah. Uh, but in in the main, it's just. It's grind court, it's napalm death. It's just grind and just go, right, have we got this? Have we got this yet? No, we've completely run out of ideas, like Andy said, after after about an hour. Uh, but it was it, you don't get those kind of moments enough, I think, uh, as an England supporter. I've seen uh, a central defender lash one home. It's very, very it's lovely. You're right, it? he really smashed it. <laughs> I mean, you could see Suchesny go, ow, that's my smoking <laughs> hand! <laughs> um, oh. Will Marcus hate me for being a little bit proud of Jakob Moda for scoring the Poland goal because he plays for oh, Brighton. He picked you know, his the, pocket. The first, the first thing I said, actually, <laughs> while people were talking about John Stones, and when I say the first thing I said, it was quite a long while <laughs> after the goal had gone in because my stream was delayed. Oh, no, <laughs> see. So, so, perils. so in the watch along, you had them going, oh, God, here we go again. I was like, what's wrong with you? Like, what's run happened? out of crisps or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the first thing I said is, I can't believe we've not got Jules here to yeah. celebrate a, yeah. a Brighton goal I at international know. level after after Leandro Trossard had a big week as well. I know. Yeah. You know what? All sorts of Brighton players were scoring. Percy Tao scored as well in the last day or two as well. And um, I can't remember, there was another one as well. But everyone's just seeming to be scoring. Which they love Robert be, Sanchez with Spain. Be, yeah. He's been very popular. It would be yeah. nice if they did that in the Premier League when they <laughs> came back as well. But when Moda scored, I, there was a moment where I, my my initial reaction was, oh, balls, we've conceded. Mm. Oh, it's Moda though. And then I was, like, I was like, oh, I'm actually a little bit proud now. Just win the game, England, for God's sake. Like, So I am happy that he's, he's you know got on the score sheet. But yeah, it was. I think he's actually the first Brighton player to start against England and score right, in okay. history. <laughs> I mean, if there's a stat, you're going to use it. It's, it's, it's niche. It it's, is. Like, it's like when new stats are made up for Messi and Ronaldo because people have run out of Have you got your own kind of octoperson working on your behalf? <laughs> things, things that make me happy. Yeah, give me something. Give me something well, on him. Well, people were like blaming Pope for the pass and like sort of... But yeah, it's I, not but Pope's fault, is I, it? I think he put it in exactly the right place. You don't want it right into your feet at that point, do you? Like you want it kind of just just out of your feet a little bit so you can get your foot around it. But I agree. He, he's just a heavy heavy touch and you know England did look a bit sleepy at times and, and that was kind of indicative of a, a wider malaise you yeah. might say I also think on John Stones look if, if we're if we're going to play out from the back those mistakes are going to happen and of course you don't want to see them happen but at least we still went on to win the game and that mm. could have been 
any one of our defenders that did that. It's not. I don't. I don't think it's fair Ooh, for everyone I don't know. to be. Stone, Stones has got that in his. He, do, he does. He <laughs> and people does. are going, "Oh, can he play in a two? Can he do this?" It's just, <laughs> I, yeah, I just. I think it's a bit unfair. Like he's he's barely put a foot wrong this season mm. as a whole, and it's just a shame that this has happened to him in an England. Do you game, think really? he missed Jules having Ruben Diaz to hold his hand? And I'm I'm, oh, I'm I'm not I'm not baby, joking. There. He's saying is his babysitter, Andy. Well, <laughs> you just look at it. Like people had written him off as a Manchester City player yeah. before the, the the start of this season, and you know people were sort of doing these sort of speculative. Where could he go where people won't get annoyed with him for like <laughs> losing the ball at the back? Don't play for England. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and now and now. Uh, you know, he, he seemed to have that, you know, that, that they, they sort of do the soft focus on their face. Oh, what's going through his head? Ruben, Ruben, where are you? I think we can, we've, we've spent a lot of time on the ramble, all, all of us in our, you know, all eight of us across the sort of last week or so, talking about who we'd like to see start for England. I mm. still want to see John Stone start for England in the summer. Uh, yeah, that, it hasn't I mean, put me off at all. No, well, yeah, yeah no, look. Who else we got really? <laughs> <laughs> who's playing at the top of the league uh, in England? So look, the, we look at who we're going to be facing in the group stages in the Euros, and I just, I, I everyone's sort of gone. Was it like seventy-three days? So it's written down here. Um, England are facing Croatia in their opener. Like they've mainly spent um, lockdown getting beaten by people like Sweden and, <laughs> and, and handsomely beating Malta, obviously, but. I can't see. I, they'll get through the group. And did if you, they don't, it's a disgrace. Did you yeah. say 73 days? 72 sleeps <laughs> that, that, now. That feels quite... A, I mean, that's like 150 games. <laughs> that's true, actually, yeah. Anything could uh, take place. You look at like everyone's fantasy league teams, everyone's injured. No one's going to survive uh, for the, to start the Euros. We're going to have to invent new players. Yeah, I know. To play. um, it was nice to see Sterling, Foden and Kane in mm. a three. <laughs> Will we see that at City next season? Ooh. Oh, Joe, stop uh, it. You went there. Oh, my God. Stop this April Fool shenaniganery. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Well, we, we talked about that, didn't we, on, on, on the way in, how, uh, how fans are so good at taking a joke now because uh, I think it was Richard Corley <laughs> from the South London Press today for April Fool's Day. He said the, the April Fool's joke that did him when he was a kid that is dad and brother have never let him forget there's there's um an old cover from i guess the late 80s of match magazine i think it was and it was a picture of ian rush in an everton shirt and it said exclusive rush signs for everton <laughs> and you think a joke like that would never happen no. oh his no, house would be on people, fire people, handy. People, people would lose their shit please don't burn my house down guys it was a joke <laughs> i was only joking spurs fans sorry kate mason um look it's it's not long until the euros now that was obviously Nine points out of nine that we've got in these World Cup qualifiers. Um, three wins out of three. It's been it's been pretty good international been, break for England been, as a whole, hasn't it? Been it? A heavy, it's been a, a heavy run of games in, in the Premier League and beyond, and and in international football. And look, if you can if you can put that amount of points on the table after after three matches, it's pretty bloody good. But like, I I if I was if I was going to sort of detract from the performance uh, a little bit, uh, and it probably deserves a lot of detraction, but like Chilwell, I thought had, a, had quite a poor game. Bearing in mind he's got like Shaw and he's got Saka that that, that could be, uh, he 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 was kind of trying to stake a claim in that side. I just thought he 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 may miss out on the strength of that performance because I thought he was he was kind of poor. That that's the thing. I don't think you can play like he played as part of a back four. No, I, I, I don't think you can do that no. as well. I, I think that does work for sure. I agree with you. Yeah, for me, for me, I think Shaw is is the left back that we go with for the for starting games yeah. in in the Euros personally. Agreed. Um, and Trent 
Have, mm. we, have we missed Trent? Is that something that we've missed in these three games? It, it, the, but like Andy says, there are so many games between now and, mm. and now and the Euros. I just don't know what I I don't yeah. know what the squad, but state the squad's going to be in. Kane might get injured, and 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 then and then. Marcus will be crying at home right now. Pep will be crying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, well, look, a good night for England as a whole. Yes, we did concede a, a bit of a poor goal, but still getting the win on the night over Poland. It wasn't quite a good night though for England's under twenty ones. Um, look, they they conceded a goal to Croatia in the dying moments, and therefore they've been knocked out of the under twenty ones Euros. Andy, I mean, this is this was poor from, from England's <laughs> under-21s, wasn't it? We have got such an incredible team, an incredible squad in these yes. under-21s. They should really be doing better than that, shouldn't they? And, and they looked heartbroken. I mean, what A.D. Boothroyd needs, I think, is someone like me going, you know, it's not about the result. It's about the development <laughs> of the players. <laughs> I mean, he did give quite a pugnacious interview afterwards, didn't he, where he sort of defended his position. I, I don't know about, about you guys. I thought, wind it in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But because... You know, it, it it is a it is a failure, and I think overall it's quite a positive thing. But we've often, I think, swept under twenty one results under the carpet. And like I said, it's not all about the results. But um, the under twenty ones are not looked upon in England as they are in other countries like you know, France or Spain, where if you lose a big game, it's a disgrace, and it's something that you you talk about nationally as a big part of the conversation. Mm. I don't think that's ever really been the case. So the fact that it feels to me like the under-21s, partly because of the talent and the anticipation, but partly maybe because there's a, a wider understanding amongst fans that that development part of the game is super important and Gareth Southgate being there and that kind of you know, lineage is something that he's very heavily into. I think I actually feel quite positive that now this is actually a topic of discussion, mm. whereas maybe this would be like half a line five years ago so mm. I, I feel I feel that's quite good I mean obviously it's quite infuriating that England started to do something at the point where it was pretty much lost mm. you know they, they 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 could have got there but I think that would have papered over a, a, a lot of cracks um, but I, I guess for say Luke for example mm. it's the worst of both worlds because <laughs> England don't make it and AD Boothroyd can go look they can do it for me yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think look, the when you look at the players that are, and the talent that are in the under twenty one squad, a lot of them are Premier League starters, the likes of Curtis Jones this season, mm. who of course has been escalated into Liverpool's starting eleven because of injuries, but still he's he's been excellent for Liverpool this season and he was one of the players who showed so much passion in the game, probably a little bit too much at the MP. <laughs> a little bit too much. Bloody kind of nose as he came off. Bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Don't Imagine them it. celebrating a goal like that. <laughs> <laughs> he had to actually be restrained. God, it was uh, mm. it all got a little bit tense at the end of that. But there we go. England under-21s are out of their Euros. Um, you were saying a minute ago about uh, disgraces, Andy. Germany, <laughs> what a disgrace what a they were disgrace. last night. Losing to North Macedonia. How on earth does that happen? And in Joachim Love's last game before, well, last World Cup game, you know, in, technically. In, in, until you said that, I'd not even thought about it. It's so weird, isn't it, <laughs> at the moment with um, doing the World Cup qualifiers in your warm-up for, it, like, it just for the Euros. It just feels weird. I, I keep mm. getting confused yeah, with World Cup same, and the Euros. But these same. were the qualifiers for next, the next the World Cup, which is the year after next. No, next year. It's next yeah. year now, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's ne- yeah, it's yeah, next it is year. next year. Yeah. It is and next year. And it's Euro 2020. But, it, but, <laughs> but they're not rebranding it. In 2021. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of t-shirts <laughs> to chuck in the bin, isn't <laughs> it? Lord. Uh, 
Have yeah. you ever bought like just a branded uh, kind of festival or <laughs> or sport event kind of like T-shirt? Not like a particular <laughs> club or anything, just a just a hat that just says the FIFA World Cup. The, the FIFA. The FIFA World Cup. No, but I I, I would do because right. uh, for, for this because it's twenty and happening in twenty one. Yeah. It's, it's like yeah, when, yeah. When, when I was when I was. Is it going to say twenty twenty on all the branding mm. then? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah they're not so rebranding. Weird. Amazing. It's like when, when, I, when I when I saw in a in a bargain bin somewhere a Champions League football a sports shop a Champions League football mm. for Istanbul twenty I had to get it oh. <laughs> yes of course yeah fantastic um so so going back to Germany then Andy it's their third ever defeat in World Cup qualifying the first time uh, the first since they've lost against England at five one I don't remember that one <laughs> two thousand and one um what's going on with this German side. What's going on with North and Macedonian side? Yeah, I know. Or both. Well, Germany can't defend. It's yeah. it's it's that simple. And um, you know, because they kept clean sheets in the previous games against Iceland and Romania, I think a lot of people jumped the gun and said, Well, maybe Germany have sorted out their issues <laughs> at the back. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, because they had a they had a lot of chances in this. It's a game that they should have won. I think everyone's seen the Timo Werner miss at at one one. And you know, you th- you think that he's he's generally escaped this season at Chelsea of not scoring that many goals unscathed because he's continued to play well mm. and I think he's contributed to the team. But then but you that see was that bollocks. I, 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 yeah, you, think, <laughs> you think, yeah, maybe his confidence has, has totally gone yeah. because he scores that with his eyes shut in in, yeah. in, in, in any other situation. Um, but it, it it was hilarious on on German television. They had uh, Uli Hernes as one of the pundits, and he said, "I'm speechless." I was like, well, I think we both know that's not true. Mate. <laughs> but for him to even claim that, I mean, it, it really, it really says something, and it creates a weird sort of situation for Yogi Love because since he's announced that he's quitting after the World Cup, it's taken a lot of uh, after the Euros. Sorry, it's taken a lot of pressure. Yeah, we are getting confused about. <laughs> we really are. We really are. Should we just say in the future? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this summer. After summer, yeah. yeah. Uh, he um, has had a lot of the pressure taken off him. Because you know people want to take stock of um, the services given Germany as assistant to Klinsmann, mm. and then leading them to the World Cup under his own on his own bat, and all, all, all the rest of it, um, rather than looking about what's going wrong now. But a result like this is going to mm. really bring it's that into to, to, to focus it, yeah. a lot more. And like people, he's already thrown out the possibility of bringing back Boateng. Uh, Hummels and Müller after very, very publicly firing them. They could have done with Müller in this. They, they were lacking that little bit of craft. And even the goal they scored, the penalty. I mean, I know some people say Raheem Sterling bought the penalty. <laughs> with their it, gold it, shoes. Yeah, mm. but I, I, I tell you what, Leroy Zane really bought that penalty. <laughs> he bought the penalty and left a tip. <laughs> Speaking about Thomas Müller, in um, in an Instagram live with Matt Hummels, he, um, he's back with another mad nickname. He called Leon Goretzka, Leon Skoretzka. <laughs> I mean, I mean, come him. on. Something's lost come in translation. On, Thomas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's going to focus on anything. Focus on his <laughs> muscles. That's what everyone else is focusing on. But yeah, I mean, for North Macedonia, I wonder what defeat to North Macedonia smells like for Yogi Love. Oh, it's, it's, it was so good. It was so good so, as the, the results sort of rolled in. Look, it's just, I mean, oh, I've just got that. Sorry, Jules. Absolutely, absolutely stacked that. Yeah. 
I mean, you talk about a man who's like kind of, you know, on the beach, so to speak. The pressure's off. Was the pressure ever on for him? If he's yeah. doing that sort of thing from yeah, the cameras. Exactly. exactly. Well, we, we, we talked, didn't we, the other day on, on, on here about how he uh, had a little singer Barry White when he sat mm. down for his, 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 his press conference. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's a little bit too relaxed. And <laughs> <laughs> maybe the North Macedonians saw that. Yeah. And maybe Goran Pandev stood up in the dressing room. Oh, I've never been so insulted. He's singing in the press conference. He thinks it's a shoe in. I mean, we have to. Say, I mean, I'm looking forward to what North Macedonia can produce. The 2019, I, yeah. the 2019 rebrand has gone very well for Macedonia. That's all I'm saying. They've if Goran Pandev is scoring, there's no sort of rebrand. <laughs> I mean, it's it's mad. They've qualified for Euros. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm. Good on them. Will Pandev survive for it? <laughs> Let's hope 37. So. Let's hope Good so. Good God. Um, some other results to talk about. Spain beating Kosovo 3-1. Luis Enrique and several of his assistants were actually late for the game, though. So I'm surprised it actually did get underway because um, they got trapped in a lift at their hotel for an hour. Never good. Never a good start to the day, No, that. if you're weighing in the corner of a lift in a bottle. Oh, God. Oh, it's terrifying. Have you ever been stuck in a lift, Pete? <laughs> I got stuck in a paternoster. What the hell is that? It's a constantly... It's a lift that goes up. It's, it's a lift that's on a conveyor belt that goes up and down at the same time. It's all on a big oh, loop. No, a bit like a ski lift. Say again. A bit like a ski lift. Yeah, but like you're in a little box and it goes over the top and then down. Good down Lord. underneath and then over and then up and down. Where right. was this? Uh, at Montfort University in Leicester. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Cool. How the other half live, eh? Yeah, wow. <laughs> in an old Swedish How lift. did they get you out of that then? Um, I don't know. They just restarted it. It was right, a good like okay. five minutes, and it's a rickety. It's all wood. It's, it's quite rickety and ugh, Ooh, gross. Terrifying. Although, if you ever sort of go, I got stuck. Uh, but I think it was kind of user operator error. Um, I got stuck in a lift <laughs> in uh, Cluj. Uh, in Romania once uh, when it was just a very you were those very old buildings that the, the central column is just yeah. a shitty old lift and there's mm-hmm. a and it, and it goes through a hole in the ceiling and you can't see the lift machinery and I like to see the lift machinery <laughs> I like to see what's going on I like to see the cogs turning yeah. Andy you'll be very familiar with the um, Premier League Productions building at IMG and the lift as you come in on the right hand side very temperamental never use it oh. it has got stuck several times and most recently one of my colleagues one of my friends Alex got stuck in there and guess who rescued her go on Leon Osman nice really? Leon Osman the lift saviour did he pull the doors open he, he he basically heard her like knocking on the lift going it's not opening it's not opening and he was like are you alright in there she was like I'm stuck in the lift can you call for help she didn't have her phone she couldn't do anything and the alarm for some reason wasn't working so right. Leon had to go and get help and then he went back and stood there to talk to her while she was while they were waiting to get rescued and he said to her do you want me to sing you a song? <laughs> <laughs> do you want it to be Hero by Enrique Iglesias? Exactly. Did they Did they know each other before? And like just from working oh, together right, a little okay. bit but not like I thought it was going to be like an know. amazing blind date story. <laughs> 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 oh, can you imagine? <laughs> oh my not. God, you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but because of that do not ever get that lift, Andy. I'd assumed it was for cargo anyway, so uh, I've I've never been near it. uh, What about Northern Ireland, Bulgaria? It finished nil-nil, but Stephen Davis has broken the home nation's record for international caps, getting his 126th cap last night, making him the most capped British player in history, yes, please. which is bad news for Peter Shilton. Everything's bad news for Peter Shilton these days. <laughs> <laughs> the very idea of Bulgaria, I imagine, annoys him. <laughs> Ian Barraclough still looking for a win as well. Oh. Although I, I thought Northern Ireland, it was kind of glossed over because everyone's well into Italy at the moment. I mm. thought they actually played pretty well in the second half in, yeah. in, in Italy. Well, obviously, they lost the game, but I thought it was quite encouraging. Mm. Yeah, 
Indeed. All right, look, we're going to talk uh, about Scotland winning in a moment, but we're going to take a break. After this, uh, we'll get to some of your emails, hopefully another one of your jingles, um, and be chatting some more football ramble good stuff. See you after the break. Um, another corner. I'm not too worried about this corner. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might come back to bite me here, but I think Tottenham have got the dominant, dominancy in the air there, you know, so I'm not sure anyone can get ahead on the first ball for Liverpool, apart from that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic Tim Sherwood. To be fair. Is it dominancy there? Is that <laughs> a new word that he's invented? I like the fact that last night they were just screaming for substitutions, screaming for new blood, screaming for... And then uh, Maguire scores and then... Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing is everyone was moaning come on Southgate you said everyone's knackered you said everyone's tired make a substitution oh it didn't really need to in the end, did it? It didn't need to um, welcome back to Football Ramble everyone it's Jules Andy and Pete here with you today um, we want more of your jingles um, we've had a few in we'd like some more do better, please. Um, the mad- <laughs> oh, very rude. <laughs> the madder the better, but we do have a good one here from Chris Roger in the meantime. <laughs> it's a good one. It I love a lot that of one. I think we heard one. that one last week, but yeah. we love it, Chris. So uh, thank enjoyable. you for that. Like Jules said, we do need new ones because Pete has threatened to do a metal cover of that. Haven't <laughs> I am, yeah. I'm going to go to Gala Southgate Grindcore. I'd quite like to hear some of, of that. Yeah. I would. All right, what you got for us, Pete? Oh, I've got a message, uh, a dispatch from the front lines of Rob Allen. Lockdown is clearly taking its toll because I've started hearing footballers' names in song lyrics. Yes, we're at that particular part of the barrel. Uh, I thought it might amuse you and others might have found the same. For a kick off the line, don't take it away from me in Nine Inch Nails' terrible lie sounds like John Terry away from me which seems quite appropriate. <laughs> I don't hear that, but if you do, that's fine. Mm. And now the next time I hear it, I probably will hear yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I would love Trent Reznor to have a go at this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, he has a largely administrative role these days, rather yeah. than doing Nine Inch Nails all the time. So I want to email exactly... you like an animal. <laughs> that's <sounds. laughs> <laughs> It is. A show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble if you've got anything that you'd like to share or say to us. So, uh, keep those coming in including your brilliant jingles um right let's get back to last night's games then uh, unlike northern ireland scotland were free scoring last night mm. they beat the faroe islands 4-0 and che adams on the score sheet for scotland for the first time very nice well, what a nice goal that was as well very didn't nice he indeed. hit it beautifully yeah he did Ryan Fraser. <laughs> just, just look at me, I went, Ryan Fraser. <laughs> Why are you thinking panicked. about Ryan Fraser? I don't know. Just, you looked at me, you saw a small person, small you thought package. of another small person. <laughs> you, you, you said Ryan Fraser in the way that people used to say, Frankie Fraser. <laughs> Ryan um, how, how does he score headers, Ryan Fraser? He is literally my height. He's, Actually, a, he's a little boy, tiny bit he? taller than me. Right, okay. Four he is. That is a, got two it, inches on I me. I would very much, in a post-COVID world, like to embrace Ryan Fraser. He's a lovely stocky boy. And I'd just love to give him a little squeeze. That's And that's all I've got to say on the do, matter. Do you want him to be your next level Matt Ritchie? <laughs> oh, look, if we, I mean, he's... You might he's, make headlines in MSN Sport again if you uh, say something about Ryan Fraser. Go on. Oh, God. Oh, oh, I'd like to hug him, says Pundit. 
<laughs> respected pundit. Pete Come Donaldson. and hug me, please. Guest on from the football round. Pundit Pete Donaldson. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, he is. Uh, I think Brian Fraser scored. Is he scored four goals in four, three and three or something like that? He's having a lovely time at the moment. I just hope that he comes home, carries it on, carries to it on and comes yeah, home and does I know, it. Yeah. You could definitely do it. Um, <laughs> I mean, Kieran Tierney. He's always. He's always brilliant to watch. I've really enjoyed watching him when mm. he's been fit this season for Arsenal and he assisted the first three goals from left centre-back. They've got an, an abundance of riches in that left-back position, haven't they? Yeah, but he's exactly what they need in a mm. game like this because the Pharaohs are, are not the pushover they once were. You know, they, they can make it difficult for you. And I, I thought they played pretty well in the beginning bit of that game. The two teams traded punches. And you need that extra bit of quality to, to, to open it up. And that's what... Tierney is becoming, isn't it? Yeah. And it's so nice to see Scotland scoring because they, they they have had a striking problem, they have had a goal goal scoring problem, and it's just great that they're they and 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 you know like you said the Ferrans aren't as aren't, aren't pushovers as they they once were uh, they were before, but um you know goal scoring is a habit frequently, especially at international level, and it'd be great to see them kick on and. Score a few more goals. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely obnoxious them doing it when no fans are in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> but still. It's going to be an exciting summer for Scotland fans, that's mm. for sure. And a clean sheet as well for Craig Gordon, who's 38 years old in between the sticks, Andy. What a spring chicken he is. Wonderful to see. Wonderful. Mm. But, but he is one of those players who grows a beard and you think, who are you kidding? <laughs> you know, kidding. Come on, come on. What do you mean? As in like... As in like, you just, you know, that's, that's, it's probably fake stubble. <laughs> you know, he's, he's just one of those eternally young-looking people. Yeah, I, I, I saw think. a film with um, oh, who's the fellow who plays Harry Potter? Uh, Daniel, Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe about a uh, imprisoned freedom fighter in uh, Pretoria, and uh, yeah, it was it was he's got like his big beard. And it looks like it's been glued to his face. Yeah, there are certain people you just think like yeah. you should always look young. Like mm. I can't, I can't have you looking older because it's weird. Jim, if have... Jim ever got old, I'd be like, oh <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. What's happened? <laughs> well, I don't. I feel sad now. Oh. <laughs> old Jim. I'm oh. just old Jim. Oh, little old man Jim. Speaking of young and old, go on. Uh, I did good. Uh, I think Cuthjonsson's son. He's 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 he started playing football for Iceland. Uh, Three generations of the Guthjonsons. Yeah, it, I always find it weird when there's <laughs> footballers' sons that are playing mm. football now, isn't it? It's just odd, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, as as everyone knows, that is the weirdest sub in football history. Yeah, that's when, he, for when, son. He, when he makes his international debut, coming yeah. on for his, his I just, dad. I just love it, and and all Arna Guthjonsson, the, the granddad in the piece, he's got another Bairn who's twenty now. He used to play for Swansea. I think he's somewhere else now. Maybe he might get a cap. Maybe. Eventually, he plays up top, top, so probably not, but oh, so many Cathyonsons. Sweet, isn't it? Oh, Little family beautiful. ties. Um, right, that's the international football wrapped up for now. Um, Marcus, sorry, you've got to wait to the Euros till we talk about more international football. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about some other fun stuff. Um, Luis Felipe Scolari um, has been in the news after basically saying that the reason he lost his job at Chelsea, when was this, Andy? 2008, I want to say, was it around then? Yeah, that sounds so, about right. Yeah, around then. No, it, um, it, it would it would have been later than that because he was still managing Portugal in 2008. I remember the first international tournament I covered with Portugal was Euro 2008. And um, we were staying just down the road from them in Neuchâtel in, in, in Switzerland. And we interviewed Scolari. Really nice. You kind of want him to be your uncle or your dad or whatever. He's real sort of man's man. Yeah. And um, the, the, the best thing was when we went in there to um, interview Cristiano Ronaldo and we were just p- picking, uh, packing up all the TV stuff 
And he was, the, all the Portugal team were having dinner and he was clearly very keen to get back into the interview room, which they also used as a TV watching room to mm. watch the other games. And there was um, some games starting and um, Scolari didn't want to miss the start of it while everyone else was finishing their dinner. Mm. So he stuffed a large bit of food in his, <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> and as we were in the door trying to get out, he just pushed past all of us, just going, <laughs> because he still had his food in his mouth. I thought, yeah, my guy, like, my yeah, guy. That is my kind of guy. Yeah, do, Chicken legs in the pocket. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you do not miss the opportunity to eat food or miss the football either. So yeah. both at the same time. Uh, so look, the reason he's been in the news lately is because um, he's talking about the time that he was at Chelsea and the reasons for things not going as well as they did and him obviously losing his job there. It was actually 2009. So he got the job 2008 lost it by February 2009. So he wasn't actually there for, for a great deal of time. And he's saying that the reason for it is Drogba and Anelka cost him one of his greatest chances. He blames the pair for basically saying they couldn't play together for why he actually ended up losing his job there. I mean, it's his decision to put players together, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, that is, that's literally the your common, job. They can only look after themselves. And if you put them together and it's not working, it's very much your fault, no? I mean, the thing is, when you look at why it fell apart for Scolari at, at Chelsea, he wasn't especially cosmopolitan. And even mm. when he went out of Brazil to manage, he managed an, another national team where you don't have that diversity of nationalities mm. and cultures, of course. So mm. I think he wasn't particularly prepared for, for, for that personally. But, you know, not very original, isn't it, trying to pin it on Nicola and Elka. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a little bit unfair, isn't it? And I mean, he's saying that um, we had a meeting and that Anelka had said, I only play in one position. So you have to play me in that position or or or, or basically don't. Would it be fair to say that Anelka's earned that right because <laughs> he's a very, very good striker? Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit, it feels like he's just sort of trying to find an excuse now, isn't he, Andy? <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit random. Like, why now to come out with this? Every, every ex Chelsea boss has got a yeah. story. You know what I mean? It just it just seems to just come out every time. Yeah, very interesting. Um, also another person who's been in the news this week is Rashalison, who uh, has claimed that he apologised. Remember the the um the tackle on Thiago in the Merseyside derby, the one that got him sent off. Mm. And then Thiago was sidelined uh, for quite a while after that uh, with the injury. He said that he tried to apologise to. Tiago, but he's got ghosted by him. Um, he said, um, when there was the derby at their ground, he didn't look at my face. I didn't look at him either. The game goes on. He ignored the pigeon. What's the pigeon? Is that like a kind of... That's, that's clearly some Brazilian yeah. phrase yeah. that we're, we're, that we're, we're missing. we're too, yeah. Does it, but, or maybe just Charleston just sees pigeons. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I see pigeons. But it's bizarre that Tiago would ghost him like that. Well, understandable, I guess, isn't it? What would you do, Pete? You you were back to five aside last night, weren't you? If you I had was, a, yeah. an opponent that had tackled you badly previously, would, would you ghost them? I would whisper erotic poetry <laughs> in their ears at <laughs> Stebbles just to really upset them. <laughs> what would you do, Andy? Have you been back to five aside? Uh, no, I've I've not yet, but football's never really uh, stopped for me. I've been uh, playing in the back garden, obviously, yes, that, that's yes. the whole Love. time. Mm which has been nice. We've got a formidable array of footballs, which <laughs> you, you have to because we've got quite a, a, a short wall. So, you know, you're going to lose one here and there. Anyway. <laughs> oh, so yeah, you, you would do. Can you not go back to the neighbours and get it? Get it, Or can you not get round to... We can, but, you know, the dogs got, you, they've got dogs. They're going to start chomping on them, aren't they? You, you can't be bothered every, like, you know, three minutes. <laughs> is that how often it is? Yeah. You've got to work on oh, your aim. Andy. 
I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. <laughs> sounds there. like sounds like you're talking about your own Anelka and Drogba <laughs> knocking that they won't play together. They knock the ball over the wall. Disgraceful. It is pretty much like uh, managing some temperamental international stars. Um, look, uh, Daniel Agger. Remember him? Liverpool, kind of like a bit of a cult hero, wasn't he at hmm. Liverpool? Um, he's got his first job in management. Well done, him. Um, he's taking charge of a Danish second division club called HB. Koog, I think is how you pronounce Koog. it. Koog. That was very delicately done. K-O-G-E. Help me out, Danish fans here, and tell me how to pronounce that. H.B. Koog, I think. Um, bizarrely, he actually runs a tattoo parlour bar and owns a sewage company, which he's called Cloaga, and now he's gone into football <laughs> management just to, you know, go full circle, Andy. You know, I have greater respect than I ever had for Daniel Agger, and I had a lot of respect for him anyway. But, you know, he's, he's done quite a lot of his own tattoos. As a oh, has he right? done his ah. own tattoos? Because like, having I've like taken a very long time, impressive. yeah, having having taken a very long time to cut my own hair, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know how you get to the point where you're giving yourself tattoos. You sort of Obviously, scarified it depends your where, because <laughs> you could probably quite easily do one on your thigh. Well, you, you? they say like tattooists always have the worst tattoos on their on their knees on their thighs because that's they where they, they yeah. can do it. Because you can buy like pig skin, or, uh, I think oranges. I want to say are quite good, like good for practicing with a tattoo oh, needle. Okay. But yeah, the knees are always the ones that are like where they're just starting <laughs> out on on drawing on themselves. So yeah, they always look a bit shit. I reckon I could tattoo my leg. What would you write? Uh, Jakob Moda. <laughs> <laughs> England 2, Poland 1. But, but the, the, the word cloaga, that's what great, birds... Actually, cloaca, that's what a bird cloaca. poos out of. What? That's that's their vagina, their penis, their bum, that's everything. Is that right? That's an actual yeah. word. Yeah. Oh, cloaca, on. yeah. I, I don't know For much about bits. nature, but they've they've got a thing that's a vagina and a penis. I think so, yeah. All rolled Clip into that. one. <laughs> I think so, yeah. I think it does all kinds of stuff. I don't know why I want to. <laughs> it does all the kinds of stuff. All the kind of stuff. I put the pineapple on and the ham. <laughs> oh, cloaga. Okay, I might, yeah. Google, might Google that later. Get involved. <laughs> um, speaking of Liverpool as well, Andy, um, Liverpool apparently in talks with Ibrahim Kanate's agent. What's the story there? Anything you can tell us? Well, the, the story that came out that Liverpool are set to sign him, it seems like it's a little bit jump in the gun. Um, his his people don't think he's that far down the line and presumably they're all speaking to each other Um, so look he'd he'd be a great signing for them I think Uh, he's been I think some people who watch Leipzig regularly would argue that he's a better defender than Upper Meccano he's he's more of a proper defender he doesn't bring the ball out to the same extent that Upper Meccano does certainly not 70 yards from goal or or whatever Um, missed most of last season through injury um, fit for most of, of this season. A few little injuries really coming off complications of his long layoff. Um, so I think he'd be great for them. Affordable as well. I guess the question is, do they keep Ozan Kabak? Yeah. If that's the case. I mean, personally, they've been so short this season. And I think the price that you could get Konate and Kabak for, I think, I think buy them both. But when you have all, say, say for example, Liverpool are in the ideal world where they have all of their centre halves all fit. That's way too many to have well, in your squad, is maybe, it not? Maybe do a reverse of this season where you just like put the centre backs in midfield, <laughs> put in the midfielders. Where's Hendo? That would be fun. That would be fun. Um, and Andy, you're going to be back for OTC later, aren't you? Uh, yeah, uh, we'll be touching on uh, Lewandowski's injury. 
amongst other things as well, looking back on the under-21 group stage, uh, your under-21 group stage with Dot Nadabio and David Cartledge. Yeah, make sure you join Andy and the boys a little bit later for that on the continent, a new episode coming out later on this afternoon. Uh, you were just talking about uh, giving yourself a bit of a dodgy trim on your head, Andy. It's been been tough times in lockdown. Pete, have, you've not had a haircut yet, have you? Look at me. I look like... <laughs> Philip Sclary. <laughs> you guys have got such amazing hair at the moment. And I look like a tramp man. <laughs> oh my goodness oh me. I mean, to be fair, girls have it easy because our hair just grows and just gets longer. It doesn't Yeah, really but look, get it's all curly time. and stuff. Yeah, I know, it's but all I, like... You know, I make the effort for you boys, you know. <sighs> make the effort to come on Football Ramble. Um, but uh, Brazilian Ronaldo has actually apologised for his famous 2002 haircut in an interview this week. He said it was horrible. I apologise to all the mothers who saw their children get the same haircut. It was. It's a, It's not. It's, it's never been repeated. It's, it's never been repeated. So few people. Boy, got it. People will be gone on about <laughs> how good it was. I mean, I thought at the beginning that he was trying to do his hair like Jim Bob from Carter the Unstoppable Sex Machine, <laughs> but it simply wouldn't grow enough at the front. Right, right. Okay, I mean, you're yeah, only yeah. at the World Cup for a month. True, true. Yeah, you yeah, need they, to have some sort of growth stimulant, yeah, and you definitely don't want any stimulants at the World Cup. <laughs> no, no, no. The thing is, I feel like you, you do get judged by what your hair looks like, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is definitely someone who agrees with that. Um, he opened up about a bizarre scouting trip uh, yesterday. He said, I once went to see a player, and as he walked out of the dressing room, he had a Mohican, and I said to my scout, nah, mate, let's go home. I'm not interested. So he is binned off, who could potentially be Why would you tell someone that excellent player just because he's got a Mohican. <laughs> I hope he was joking. I hope he was well, Presumably it's some sort of joke that's I, backfired. I hope that's <laughs> a joke. It doesn't, it doesn't massively reflect well on him. No, it really doesn't. I mean, I can understand in, in, in the reverse sense, like a, a problem that I had with the, the Napoli club shop is the, the Marek Hamzik, like pencil sharpeners and biscuit tins and all that sort of stuff, it just has a short back and sides. Oh, it doesn't have a mohawk. No, no. It's his mohawk. It's his defining feature. I mean, you know, what you think about retaining a novelty haircut for 10 years is a different question. <laughs> but if he is going to do that, it needs to be part of the branded merchandise. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, no, players like Nyangalan, he, he uh, obviously had a mohawk for quite a while, didn't he? Yeah, he does, yeah. And like sort of, but he changed it a little bit. So it's it's hard to kind of keep up. I always sort of use the example of uh, the last FIFA on the Nintendo Switch uh, and actually the last FIFA on everything else as well. Uh, video game fans had a terrible Anselm Masaman uh, model. He, his hair is was like bright blonde <laughs> dreads. Right. And he didn't look anything like him. It, it, it basically had Shola Amiobi-itis where they just didn't bother making a Shola Amiobi model. <laughs> they didn't bother making an Alson Maximan. They didn't realise he was going to explode quite as, as much as he did when he moved to Newcastle. But he looked absolutely stinking. I, I mean, there, there was there was a guy who uh, used to play for PSG and Serbia mm. called uh, Daniel Leboya. And he had this sort of like blonde fin down the middle of his head mm. like a, a sort of normalish haircut but like yeah. a blonde fin down the middle but he kept it for so long I started thinking does his hair grow naturally like that <laughs> and I, I, I've just misunderstood earlier this week when um, Sergio Aguero announced that he was leaving City at the end of the season um, going back through loads of archive obviously there's so many you know goals over the years mm. and looking at when he first arrived isn't it weird how when overseas players come to the Premier League, they have this look? Like, he looks so different when he first arrived. <laughs> Earrings and this, like, not great haircut. He looks so much better now, like, 10 years on. And yeah. I quite, weirdly enough, when he actually first had the blonde, I didn't really like it. But now I'm like, actually, I think that was probably his best Yeah, it was hair. iconic, wasn't it, I yeah. suppose? Yeah, yeah. 
It's like it's something you do to cover ageing in your 30s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. I wouldn't know anything about that. No, I, Never. I bleached my hair. Wasn't, there, hair wasn't there a haircut we were looking at before we came in the studio that you wanted to talk about, Pete? Oh, I can't remember. Uh, no, Andy brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> Andy brought it up and I said, we are not talking about the fact that possibly Ooh, well, a, a, a Polish footballer up. looks, uh, his bald spot looks like a penis. <laughs> And Andy said, let's not talk about that. And I said, let's not talk about that. But Jules, on the other hand... <laughs> Look, you've, you're well, the one that's talked about penis vagina wanna... bum holes. So I Say think again. Could... <laughs> yeah, 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 it's more graphic I than think... that. It's a penis going into a bum hole. It's <laughs> fucking amazing. It well, is amazing. Look, I didn't want to talk... Well done. I didn't want to talk about that, but you've done it very skillfully, Pete, because what you've done is you've said that he's a Polish... Oh, sorry, Pandev, yeah. yeah and it's, it's Goran Pandev. So you've made me engage in this discussion... <laughs> I've drawn you up by getting something inaccurate. With your inaccuracy. Yes! Come on! This is why Pete is the respected pundit that he is. Cock in a bum. Cock in a bum. Oh, lovely stuff. Right, if you enjoyed today's show, remember to get over to the review section of your podcast app. It helps other listeners find the show. We love you for it. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. Marcus, Luke and Jim are going to be here. Pete, Andy, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next time on The Ramble. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.